Hello and welcome to the Australians Teach English podcast, the podcast by language learners, with language learners, for language learners. My name is Glenn and I'm the owner and director of the Australians Teach English Institute. And I'm not living in Australia at the moment. I was planning on, on going back this year, actually. But everything is in a little bit of chaos there. The government has really stuffed up with the vaccine rollout and, well, really, they can't organise a piss-up in a brewery. And so with me today to talk about these issues and many more is my co-host, Oriana. Hello, Oriana. Hello. How and are you? I'm very well, thank you. And a special guest that we've had on the show before, our very special friend, Melanie. How are you, Melanie? Hello, everyone. Hello. So just to remind the listeners out there, Melanie is, is half, half shanky, half, half from the United States, half from Argentina, and now half from Australia. So she's 150% of a person, which is, which is very special. So, so any, anyway, Melanie, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself again to remind, to remind our listeners out there. Okay, cool, thanks. Um, I'd like to begin with acknowledging that I am meeting on the lands of the Wajak Noongar Nation. And I would, uh, I'd like to acknowledge the elders present past and emerging and this land was never ceded. And there's a lot still work to be done um, in terms of uh, acknowledging land and country. All right, so uh, I am living in Mount Elena, as I've mentioned before. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where to begin. Um, at the moment, I'm running for the the Shire Council because uh, I love this place so much that I want to make sure it stays awesome, uh, especially in terms of the environment and um, taking care of our wildlife and taking care of um, you know our youth and our sporting facilities and all those sorts of local issues. Um, but I, I never stop thinking globally as well. I think that. Um, recently, I've been working with the UNAAWA, it's a long acronym, um, just because it's actually a lot more interconnected than, than you think. Sometimes we think cubby holders, kind of like, oh, are you American or are you Argentine or are you Australian? You think cubbies, but things <laughs> you know, are you're, actually you're, a, you're a global citizen. We'll, 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 just exactly. put it, we'll just put it, we'll just put it that way. So, so, exactly. so, so you're living oh, in, a ni- in, a nice, in a nice place in the hills outside of my, my home city. Perth. Mm-hmm. And so so you're you're actively involved in, in the community and doing different doing different things for the community. And you are trying to make positive changes for, for the environment and, and social wel- welfare and things like this. And so so you've been you've been campaigning for, for these different things on a at a political level, at the state level, and now you're you're looking at doing this at at the local level. Absolutely. And it's, and it's actually, it's interesting that we were, we were actually talking about this the other day. We were, we were going to record this. We're going to record this another day. But what were you doing? What were you doing the other night with one of your, with one of your local organizations? Oh, well. Various nights. Uh, no. <laughs> this, this one, this one in particular, you got on the piss, didn't you? Ah, yes, yes, because our our local footy team is sponsored by our local pub. As, so as is pretty Atlanta. normal. 
it's pretty standard yeah and so I, we've got our awards room and our little club area in the back with the pool table it's really old school it's really cool and um at the end of every game we always go and we have a, a few brews <laughs> and it, it you know and it's it's such a lovely uh you know and like community thing to go and celebrate that you won or or even if you lost just to get together and have a beer and be like it's all right next week will be better you know um but it's also the place where we meet to have our our committee meetings because you know you can have a meeting while having a beer too (laughs) (laughs) so so getting on getting on the piss this is this is an australian this is an australian tradition but but it's an interesting word because this one often confuses people often confuses english speakers as well for example oriana when, when you learn english you might be taught the world oh he's he's pissed and you might you might learn this in in terms of an american english context so so if you if you hear someone say that what is your immediate thought to peace no that someone is pissed uh that they are uh like bully him mm. or something like that. That's the, the first thing that comes into my mind. So, so Melody, when you, when you were growing up in the United States, if someone was pissed, they would be. There's two things. You're either very, very angry. You're pissed. I think you're pissed off. You're pissed off. Yes. You are, um, you've pissed yourself. You know, urinating all over your <laughs> so, so when you said getting on the piss, I thought, are we getting really angry or are we urinating ourselves? I don't know what's going on. I don't want to drink urine. That's gross. Yes, which is completely different from the British English and the Australian English meaning of the term. Because because yes, it it can be that. It can be angry, pissed off, it can be it can be angry. Yeah. But it wouldn't be our first, unless there was a context for it, it wouldn't be our first reaction to it. So, so Melanie, what in Australia, how is it used? If someone is a little bit pissed, they might be. They're, they're drunk. Yeah. They're drunk. Or, or, they're tipsy, <laughs> or, you know, or even they might just be drinking piss without being drunk or tipsy. Yeah. You, know? you could just be on the piss. You could be on the piss. So, so piss is also a slang word for, for alcohol mm-hmm. as, as well. And so then if we have a piss up, what is a piss up? And it's a party. It's a party. <laughs> and it's not just any party. Well, in Australia, most parties are, are, are with alcohol. So, alcohol. So, so, that, so then we, we have a piss up. And then there is this, then there's expression in Australia. If, if someone can't, can't do something, if someone can't organize, a group of people can't organize something, we would say they can't, can't organize or they couldn't organize a piss up in a brewery. So then they couldn't they couldn't even get people drunk, drunk even if they were in, in a brewery. Oh, I got it. Now I got it. Yeah. I got it. It's the, it's the place where you make alcohol and yet you can't yeah. organize to get people drunk there. Drunk. Yes. Yeah. I got it. They got it. Yeah. And I so think. that is that is really <laughs> that is really the current situation in Australia with the federal government, especially. <laughs> so so Melanie, you're you're on the you're on the ground there. And so, so what is that? I mean, when I when I try and explain this to the people here in Argentina, they don't actually they don't actually believe me. They say, "Well, what do you mean Australia doesn't have vaccines?" So, so Melanie, can you can you tell us what this is all about? You know, from what I gather, because I am a person as well, down on the ground watching the television, going, "What is going on?" 
from what I gather, I think at, at the very beginning, when they started ordering the vaccines, they decided not to order order the Pfizer's because they couldn't reproduce them in Australia. Mm -hmm. So they went with the um, AstraZeneca's. Mm -hmm. Then of course, there was some side effects. Everyone freaked out, decided, all right, we need the Pfizer's now, which then took time to get in. Luckily, they're starting to roll in now from the States. Um, and look, I can't speak for the East Coast, but I don't know what's going on over there. That's some crazy stuff. They've got the Delta variant. They're in lockdown again. It's been it's been pretty hectic just from watching. It's been an I'm absolute. It's been an absolute shit way. show. It's been an absolute yes. shit show. I mean, yes. some of our politicians have actually come out and said it's an act, absolute shit show. It's a disaster. Yeah. Um, luckily, mm. I live in WA, so. <laughs> You know, sure, we can't, I mean, we can, but we can't travel. And I say can't because it's expensive. And then when you come back in, you got to quarantine and that costs money too. And so there are sort of caveats to be able to do that. But um, honestly, I, I don't want to go out and catch the, the virus. And I'm waiting for my vaccine as well. So literally everything's been changing in days. So everyone I talk to is very confused. Everyone's saying, oh, this is like so many miscommunications. Like the, the, the federal government says one thing, the state government says the other thing. We don't know what's going on. And so they can't organize it. They can't organize a piss up in a brewery. Exactly. Um, so luckily I recently registered for my vaccine, my Pfizer vaccine, because of health concerns and stuff. I have to have that one. And um and everything changes within days. When I last spoke to you a couple of days ago, um, you know, I registered and it said I was not eligible for the vaccine because I didn't have enough uh, health issues. And yesterday, last night, I went on there again to, um, to see what the status was. And myself and Simon, Simon, totally healthy dude, um, are now eligible. However, we still have to wait about a month, a month and a half for, for, for the, for, well, unless we want to travel a little bit further away, I haven't yeah. really investigated that, but the closest place would be Midland for mm -hmm. us. And to in order, you know, Midland, the, the first, um, sort of a, it's just uh, kind of a, appointment is on the 30th. Yeah. So, it's kind of know. a major, major center in Perth basically, but, yeah. but here, here, here in Buenos Aires in, in comparison to the system in Australia, the, the system in Australia is just really confusing. And, and, and the long and short of it is, is that there's not enough vaccines in Australia. Mm -hmm. The government hasn't bought enough vaccines. That's basically the, to cut a long story short, that's, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, here in Buenos Aires, anyone over 18 has been able to, to walk up and, and get, and get their, get their vaccine. I mean, I could have, if, I don't know, about a month ago, even more, I could have got my vaccine, but I actually enrolled in a trial. So I have an experimental Canadian one, which hasn't given me any side effects. I don't have three arms or anything like that. I have excellent, I have excellent 5G reception now and I can talk I to Bill and I can talk to Bill Gates but that's about but that's about it <clears throat> and yeah. what, what about what about you Ariana what have you have you had your first dose yet what was your experience yeah yeah I I, I was uh, vacuum it's like the, the but it's not the you know what I'm trying to, to uh, no I don't know what you're trying to explain you had it you've you had a vaccine vaccination i had a vaccination well yep. i i confuse vacuum vacuum with... <laughs> aspiradora 
That's for sure. For me, it was a great vacuum and vaccine. Got... Yeah, uh, I had a vaccine with uh, the happy vaccine. Well, whatever. You, you, <laughs> with you, this... you, you, you had you had a bad reaction to the vaccine before you had the vaccine, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I am totally phobic to to syringes. Syringes. <laughs> She's getting nervous yeah. even talking about this. So you had a you yeah. had a big panic attack on the floor, didn't you? Yes, and my pressure <clears throat> went down, uh, and I was like thirty minutes before uh, <laughs> drinking something with sugar and well, uh, but. No, at night I got a fever and I was totally sweat, totally sweat. It was like I've been in the rain or swimming with my. But you survived. Bed. You survived. Yeah, I survived. And apart from that, I had an excuse for not going to work. Uh, well, <laughs> did you get? I did you get? That was... Did you get the Russian one? Yeah, the Sputnik. Ah, uh, you got the best one. No. Yeah, so, yeah so... but I can get into Europe. This is the this is the silly thing. We have we have the Russian vaccine here in Argentina, and it's actually more effective than Pfizer. They think it's actually the most effective one there is, except the the European Union doesn't actually recognize it. So if you have your documents yeah, but... with the with the Russian vaccine and they ask for a vaccine passport, they're not going to let you in, which is which is crazy because it's actually the the most most effective one. So this yeah, thing... but, uh... it's going to happen in Australia as well because Australia technically likes to. To, uh, do everything the EU does, basically, and and that's that's another that's another thing that's been quite annoying. It's been a complete shit show with the Australian government. They haven't actually had any policies, for example, for us that have been vaccinated overseas. If I decide to go back to Australia, then I still have to pay for two weeks of quarantine, even if I am double vaccinated. That's um, well, in certain places. Apparently. Um, <coughs> It's starting to bypass for people who are Australian. If you are Australian and you, and you have, have the vaccine. Had vaccine, you can bypass the quarantine in the hotel. I think you can go and yeah. quarantine at your house but, or your house. But see, the, the, these, but are the, the, these are things that should have been spoken about months ago, not not now. No. And, and this is a really, really big problem. Especially considering Australia. Australia depends on backpackers and a lot of other students every australia depends so much on the tourists and the the other visas uh, you know four five sevens you know really should have had those conversations a long time ago i totally agree um and now everyone's been granted extensions to visas which is great but at a certain point those temporary travelers who decided to come here for a year or two don't want to stay for five six seven years you know especially if they can't become residents because yeah. on on the work and holiday visa you're never going to have the opportunity to become a resident yeah so unless they can have a benefit to yeah, stay here pathway. for a longer period of time and settle yeah. they are in a limbo and it's completely yeah. unfair to them uh, as well exactly eventually they're, they're going to want to go home and and visit family and and this just it's just it's just normal so so all of this has just been a complete a complete disaster from the from the federal australian government so yeah i mean so, in california my family went to the to the pharmacy they didn't even have to have an appointment with the doctor yeah straight to the pharmacy just yep i'm here for the covid vaccine in it goes done so, so in australia sister who's 14 has got it yeah so so in australia you have to go to the doctor get a medical certificate go to the vaccine center or the doctor has to give it to you but the doctor has to be accredited to give you the vaccine it's just complete 
it's a complete totally bureaucratic thing. it's well, really really bureaucratic unbelievable but here it happened uh, something similar they when a lot of people uh, the first times a few months ago went to miami to get vacuum vaccine vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> i wish they had <laughs> So, so it would have know. been probably better okay. for the planet if they'd been sucked up in a vacuum. <laughs> no, but I think it was okay. I don't know. The USA has a lot of, of uh, vaccines and, and a lot of vacuums too. So. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of vacuums. They love carpets in America. I wouldn't have I, carpets here in the farm. No, I know. Can you imagine the carpets, I, how terrible they would be? No, I hate them. If you, if you uh, I don't know, something's just... Uh, falls into the floor and you can't clean it anymore. Yeah, Coffee in, in, or in, something. In, in Buenos Aires, that there's virtually then, no no carpets and, and it's a good thing yeah. because the humidity here would just but yeah, be terrible. But apart from them. that, I was thinking if I came back drunk to my house and I went to sleep and then I vomit in the corner, <laughs> like, what's going on with the carpet? No, is that the first thing that you think of? If, if I come home after a piss up, and I vomit well, <laughs> and can't make or it to piss. the toilet. Or you, yeah, you're or pissed. You, piss. you, you yes. piss yourself on the. You can't make it to the piss. toilet, and your carpet gets ruined. Is that is that really is that really what you're thinking about, Ariana? I think about a lot of possibilities. First, the <laughs> coffee, then the mate, then the cat throwing things like water or I don't know creams. Creams, you say when you put it in your face, yeah, like cream, yeah, cream. or I don't know anything, uh, the the dust, oh, whatever, yeah. makeup. Yeah, the dust. My oh. allergies. I uh, in California we used to have carpets, and it was so bad for our allergies. And that's you know it's genetics. And my brother, my dad, all of us had allergies. And I remember one day my dad said, "That's it, no more carpets." My mom was like, <laughs> "No, I love carpets." And I said, "No, no, no more carpets. We ripped it out. We put wooden floors." Yeah, yeah I love done. wooden floors or ceramic floors. Absolutely. I can just put like so, a, so much easier to clean. Yeah, yeah. And apart from that, it's uh, you can clean it like by sectors, and you don't. It doesn't get ruined so easily. Exactly. But but, but yes, uh, but, but carpets would be the worst thing with mate because like when I'm teaching here, I stand at my stand at my desk. I probably I probably knock over my mate maybe once every two weeks, something something like yeah. that while I'm teaching accidentally, and so then I'm sure I'm not the only one. And it yeah, just goes no, on the floor. I, and if there was carpet, that mate the the tea leaves uh, would no. never come out. But it has a, a very good advantage. Uh, the carpets they are really really warm. Uh, you have your feet like you can be uh, uh boozy. Yeah, that feels Boozy's nice and comfy. Boozy. Feels nice yeah. and comfy. Yeah, yeah, it's really comfortable, lot, but I think it doesn't work it really, really. But but coming, coming back to the coming back to, to the, the vacuums. The, the, no, not to the vacuums. To the to the message of this show, we, we want to sort of talk about the, the the drinking culture between Australia, the United States, and 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 Argentina, or maybe some different places that we that we know of. And so, so Melanie, you were when you're when you're campaigning for the for the local government and 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 governments in general, where, where do a lot of your meetings and where do a lot of your your discussions with the community actually take place? Um, well, in the evenings, it's usually at a pub and in the mornings, it's usually at a coffee shop. So there's always, it's either a cuppa or piss involved. (laughs) 
you might even have champagne, champagne breakfast. Yeah, well, <laughs> a mimosa. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, no, it's um, it's a, it's interesting because, you know, you, you, I have never ran or been involved in in American politics, but from what I gather, it's very you know official and you know kind of thing and straight laced, we would say. Yeah, very straight down the line, and you know, if it, if it might be for a photo op. And then that's it. There's no like real drinking or like, you know, that could be scandalous and that could be your entire campaign there. So um, it's very different. I find in Australia, at least maybe at the state level, I remember, you know, if there was an event with the party or if there was an event with, um, you know, an organization or something, it's standard that you're going to have canapes and a glass of either wine or beer or champagne or something involved in the event. You know? yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing with the, with the images of, of politicians in Australia they, during campaigns, they fight hard to have photos of themselves with a with a beer in their hand. Like they they, it's almost like a mandatory thing that they go to a pub and talk to the average the average Australians on the street and have a beer. It's kind of this image that is quite it's quite strange because probably half of them don't don't drink, and so it looks really. <laughs> It looks really, really strange. Or the other half of the politicians is the other problem. We know that they're alcoholics. So, <laughs> so, so that they so that they don't want to be seen with a with a with a beer. So that's the other that's the, the other, other side of the coin. The other side of yeah. the coin. That's but I, it. but I, I find that quite different, for example, here. I mean, the the, the there is a there is a, a sort of a famous Argentinian politician who is, is famous for, for being an alcoholic drunk, drunk all the time. <laughs> and, drunk. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I, I think we, we can we say her name? Yeah, Patricia Bullrich. We all we know, we all know who the, who that is. Uh, and, I will send you some memes. Yeah, I hate yeah, yeah, lots I of memes. Lots oh no, no, no! Memes. I know who she is. I know who she is now because we have what's up stickers with her pouring wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of them. Like. <laughs> Yes, tell me more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel exactly. like that sometimes, though. Exactly. I mean, it was, I don't know, like, um, I remember this one day during the state election, I had spoken to about 4,000, maybe maybe about 1,000 people that day, you know? It was insane. And you're so overstimulated from, like, you know, having a smile mm-hmm. and high energy and all this and all that. And I remember just driving home for an hour because it was really far away from where I live. And as I'm driving home, and I never do this, but we have, as you know, in Australia, we have drive-through liquor stores, something we don't have in America, and I'm pretty sure we don't, we have, don't in have in Argentina. Drive not at all liquor stores. It's like it's like McDonald's. You go through a drive-through or whatever Burger King or wherever. Oh, you have like a, an auto because. And you and you literally and you literally drive through with your car, and you say to the person in the bottle shop, "I want a carton of whatever beer." And they put it in and they and they put it in your car for you and you give them the money and that's it. It's 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 literally like going it's literally like going through a fast food restaurant for for beer or for alcohol. But yeah, I I rarely drive through to pick up wine for myself. I usually at least make the effort to park up and have a look and go, right, what what red do I want today? But I remember that day I was so exhausted and I was on my way home and there's a there's a local drive through around here 
And as I'm driving, I look over and I went, you know what? <laughs> Pull over. Oh, yeah. See, I'm Stop, sad, please. Until now. <laughs> I've home. I got my bottle ready. And I thought, oh, oh man, I just spoke to like so many people today. I just I'm- needed... Until, until until now, I've never realized how strange drive-through bottle O's bottle shops are. Until this really until weird. this moment, I guess if you, I wonder if you go to Australia from somewhere like Argentina, people would just go, "What is this?" Yeah, <laughs> because no, well, the Americans too. We 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 don't have that there. Because because the 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 difference in terms of drinking culture between between Australia and and elsewhere is is, is profound. I think like here in Argentina, it's not very common to get to drink for the sake of, of getting drunk. I think people mm. do it, but it's not the sole, it's not the sole purpose. Whereas in Australia, people drink to get drunk and get drunk regularly. Mm. And so, yes, I think we don't, we, we just finished getting drunk, but we don't plan to get drunk. And that's the point. It's mm. always like, yeah, we're going to do something like really quiet, really uh, tranquilo. How do you say that? <laughs> yeah, tr- tr- yeah, tranky. Yeah, quiet, yeah, peaceful, to, to, calm, nice. To, to beers. Chilled out, out. Chilled out. Chilled out. Yeah, yeah, it's like, well, two beers and we go home. And those two beers are four and there are eight and they are, I don't know, 16. And you finish uh, drinking whatever <laughs> you find out in the way. But I but uh, I find when I go out with 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 Argentinos, we all talk so much more. So you don't get a chance to drink as much as what you do in Australia because Australians are generally a little bit quieter. So to to make your mouth maybe. active, you have you have to drink, you have to drink more. Whereas in Argentina, is sort of a lot more social. So you don't. I find that you don't you don't drink as as quickly as what you would. No, we don't elsewhere. drink really quickly. We can drink uh, like in a huge, in a in a large step, like temporarily. Then you get over a over a long time, over a long yeah, time, that, over the night. I, sorry, yeah. I'm really tired today. <laughs> <laughs> and if, for example, you we can get at the at the bar at I don't know, ten or nine or maybe eight if we are going to eat and it's really really early to get at the bar at eight. And we can be there till four or five or six, and you'll be drinking in those six hours, eight hours that you are in the bar. And that's how you finish really uh, drunk. Destroyed. Yeah. Ma- maggoted. Maggoted yeah, would be the word. So so the, the other thing that's strange in 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 sort of Spanish speaking countries is how late the drinking starts. Is like uh, it's after 12 o'clock, whereas in Australia, if you're not out sort of before 10 or 11, then you might as well just go home to, to bed and sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's weird in, in American people that the, the parties, the, one of my friends told me when she went there that they finished at, I don't know, 1 or 2 a.m. Here at 1 or 2 a.m. we are leaving the house. You might, yeah. Yeah. You, might, you might not even be having pre-drinks. Yeah, yeah we, we we are we are doing the the the, the previa the, the previa. previa yeah the pre drinks yeah, yeah. yeah we're having pre drinks and we are getting ready we are well listening to music putting some makeup or whatever and at two and a half three we go to the to the, or uh, the, the nightclub yeah the nightclub the bar the discotheque whatever well now in pandemics uh, the we've start like earlier but 
if you get it uh, at home with some friends, uh, it's like at that time. But I think it's also because uh, we start working a little bit later than in other countries. I think, uh, <laughs> or maybe you start working later because you're drinking later. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is sort of maybe a vicious, a vicious circle. No, but if if you if you get uh, drunk at I don't know six p.m. and then go to bed, you're going to wake up and be like fresh as a lettuce. <laughs> fresh as a lettuce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. But if I don't know, it's my my fault. So I never got drunk at 6 p.m. or I don't remember at least. <laughs> M- Melanie, what, 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 about, what about the drinking culture in the United States? How is that different to the drinking culture in Australia? So it's different in America for two reasons. One, the drinking, the legal drinking age is allegedly 21. And I say allegedly because we all know that you're in college, you're 18, and somebody's got either a fake ID or is 21 and is getting alcohol for you. So the reason why we finish parties earlier is probably because most of it is, you know, underage illegal drinking Mm. (laughs) up until Mm. you're 21. And, you know, someone's got to go to the liquor store before they close, buy all the piss up, bring it in, have your party. And, you know, you got to, there are curfews um, in terms of if you're having a party during the week, and you're already illegally drinking, you don't want to be too loud because the cops are going to rock up if it's over the weekend. You know, uh, there's a certain time before your neighbors start complaining. Um, <laughs> even on the weekend, you know, someone, some Karen's going to call up and be like, oh my God, the kids are carrying kids on. kids are drinking. 4 a.m. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, the fog party till 4 a.m. I mean, ca- you can't. The, Karen, the Karens are going to interrupt everything. They do. Um and um, yeah, and so so basically, that's that's one of the reasons I think. Um, and of course, you know, you're in college dorms, and and they have curfews as well. But um, in terms of once you're 21, so now we're comparing it in terms of like the same as Australia and and, and most places like Argentina. The clubs close so early. So if you're leaving your house at 2 a.m., you're gonna get to the club, and it's gonna be closed. Yeah, they have a do? they have a lockout. So yeah, so, that's so, a lot. So, so they in, in, at 2.33 a.m. Yeah, like so, so in, a, in Australia, most places now, like they have what you call a lockout. So if you're not in the nightclub before 1 a.m. or something like that, you can't actually, you can't actually get in. And they and stop serving alcohol at a certain At 2.30 or 3 a.m. So yeah, at the, probably generally at the latest. So that is, that that's is. A, that's yeah. funny because here, I remember when you didn't have any money in the nightclub, you could get free pass if you went before 1 30 a.m there's no one there <laughs> no so, one there except uh, for, except for the gringos waiting <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, uh, uh or maybe uh for 14 or 15 year old girls that they were like the first night out in, and yeah. they uh, and they wanted to be early and well whatever but that's weird <laughs> because they they have to motivate us to go a yeah, little bit to go earlier, earlier. Yeah. yeah the fact that you said 14 year old girls at nightclub is just wow <laughs> My, you can't yeah. even get into a nightclub unless you're 21 in the states unless it's an 18 and over club 
Yes. So you can imagine if you're under 18, you are not yeah. going out. No. You are not. No, they're, 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 they're very, very strict with that in Australia now as well with, 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 with scanning IDs and, and, and things yeah. like this. Here you didn't, no, but here you don't even have to make yourself a fake ID. You can borrow an ID from whatever in case you're really, really young and they don't even check how they just look at the. I remember being, how old was I? 16 or something? And I was 16, 17. And I went to on holiday to Argentina. My parents sent me for grandma to take care of me. And I was going in and out of clubs. Nobody <laughs> asked me. Like, like, Aren't you Vivian's kid or your, your Chela's granddaughter? Yeah, you're, you're in. And lucky, they knew I was under 18. Lucky, lucky you. I, I never I never went I never went clubbing underage. But but well, because I look older than what I what I did, I was always the one that had to go and buy beer for everyone because I because I looked older than 18 and I never got asked for I never got asked for ID so I would always be the one buying buying the alcohol for everyone for everyone else so that was my that was my job as a as a teenager mm. but but coming I was the guy, was the the guy. guy. yeah so so I mean I I mean I this is yeah, I apologize. I apologize, Mum, for 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 <laughs> listening to this. But <laughs> I, I I have a lot of just sort of drunken stories. I, when I lived in Darwin, I was president of of one of the football clubs there, and we were we were known as the hardest drinking club in Darwin. We were we were a we were a drinking club with a football problem, as people as people used to say. And so D- Darwin is really the hardest drinking place in Australia. The Northern Territory. Is I've never drunk so much in my life as what I did in, in Darwin. And so we would have, we would have charities, which literally was us just getting pissed, pissed and singing Christmas carols. And so I was dressed up as Santa one year, drunkenly singing, giving candies to, to kids. And I could barely, I could barely walk. (laughs) And mum has this story of, of, she had to pick me up the next morning and she said there was just this disheveled Santa sitting on the side of the road. I was still in my Santa costume the next, the next morning. And anyway, but, but from this football club, some horrible, horrible stories. One of our, one of our players was just, was just disgusting. I mean, he used to go into pubs and eat the urinal cakes from the urinals. And what is a urinal cake? Those yellow things that you have in the toilet basin. Like the to put the good smell out, is that what yeah, you're it's basically to disinfect yeah. the toilets. <laughs> you like that, that? This isn't even this isn't even the worst thing that he did. So, I did I he can't drink alcohol out of a boot. He did worse than that. Oh, because I always think about you know, I, there's a specific name for it. You guys have shoey. a name for it, a shoey, a shoey. So, when I saw. I watched Crocodile Dundee in its entirety, the first and the second one for the first time in ever in my whole life um, the other day. And I was watching it and I watched the shoey and I thought, ew, there's like foot fungus in there and sweat. <laughs> yeah, but the alcohol oh, kills it. <laughs> and you're drinking it. Oh, I was gagging. It was disgusting. That's yeah, no, disgusting. And they're up in Darwin too, aren't they in that movie? Yeah, yeah. But, but these guys were feral, absolutely feral. Like on, on one of our trips back from one of the places playing football game, they stole 
a bunch of chickens and ducks and put them on the bus. <laughs> 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 yes. It was just it horrendous. Was just horrendous. Used to go streaking through. Used to used to go streaking through different pubs on the way way back. It was horrific, it was really really horrific. But but going but going back to our going back to our theme for today, couldn't organize a, a piss up in a brewery. That there is there are some other unpleasant unpleasant ways to say something similar. Probably another another famous one would be couldn't organize a route in a brothel. Which is a very Australian. I explained that one to my my Argentine roommate. So I've got two yeah. Argentinos living with us. Um, they're from Bahia Blanca. They're actually really awesome characters, and it's pretty interesting because I I always say I have an in house uh, psychologist. Uh, this is my friend, my girlfriend, and her husband, and an in house engineer. So if I if I have one kind of problem or another, someone's there to help me. <laughs> But um, but you yeah, you, so, you you teach them these expressions and 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 I this did. and it, and this one is probably very very confusing to to it to really to, to because because we we use this word root and we've spoken about this before that root means something completely different means to have sex and so yeah. so couldn't organize a root in a brothel it means yeah just like you couldn't organize a, a piss up in a brewery exactly so, I explained it to her it blew her mind she's like I love it. I love it. That's my new saying. You know, she's got her little list of Australian sayings. So, yeah. I mean, but, you know, I, it's interesting because she was telling me that in terms of drinking culture, she says, I absolutely love Australia. I think I want to move here. I, I obviously love my country and I miss my family now, you know, um, and, I'm, and I want to find a way to be able to live in both places. But she says in terms of the drinking culture, she was so like it was eye-opening to be at a at a at a 40th and all the kids are running around everywhere the 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 adults are having a great time drinking whatever and the kids are running around having a great time you know playing with water guns whatever it is that they're doing and she goes this where i'm from either you have a children's party in the morning or you have an adult's party in the evening it does not come together and she absolutely was She's like, this is great. Why don't we have this in Argentina? This makes sense. Yeah, you know, maybe. Everyone can have fun. <laughs> but but the, the problem with this is that the kids get exposed to this and they see drinking alcohol as normal. And it's this becomes chaos. a part, it's this becomes true. a part of the this becomes a yeah. part of the culture, is a part of the problem that 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 when adults get together and socialize, that you have to drink. That people can't mm. social people can't socialize without without alcohol. And so this is a this is a cultural phenomenon in in australia i think that's a little mm. bit different but yeah it is it's certainly it's certainly strange outside of australia to have kids at a party and the adults are actually getting drunk um mm. like that's that's quite unusual i can't say that it's not common in the states i mean we have a little bit of both mm. obviously if if you're if it's a children's party you know the adults it's too early in the morning or the afternoon but I can't say that I haven't been to an adult party where they're drinking, but they're not necessarily pissed. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're, they're still having a good time. They're having a couple of glasses of wine. They're having their asado or their barbecue, if it's an American thing, but they still have a few beers, but they're not stumbling around. And at the end of the day, dad can still drive you home because he's not drunk. So mm. it's, it's sort of like halfway what mm. I, what, when I was exposed to it. So, mm. yeah. So, so in terms of these expressions, Ariana, are there any expressions that you would think would be equivalent in in 
in Castigliano. Yes, there are, but I, I can't find anyone uh, right in my mind. Um, you can, well, oh, there are a lot. There are a lot of this that you can organize a piece in a brewery. I, well, I, I don't remember. I, I can, I can I, think, I can think of one which, which we would use in a different way. And my Brazilian, my, our Brazilian lessons are going to hate this word, but if we would say that something is a shit show, then we would say it's a quilombo. And, mm. and, and for the Brazilians listening, it means something completely different to, yeah. to, to it's in Argentina. But, but yeah. Yeah. But in, but instead of saying the government couldn't organize a piss up in a brew, we'd say, oh, I'll go be, you know, in Yeah. You can say like, uh, no te pueden, maybe, but I would think like uh, something like no te pueden vender una coca en el desierto, something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they couldn't sell a coke in the desert. Yeah. yeah. Or it's the first that comes into my mind. Uh, I, there are others, but they just um, can't. They just can't do anything right. Basically, they couldn't. Yeah, do they couldn't right. do anything. Once I uh, other one that I use a lot is. Eh, mandaron al manco a ponerse guantes. What is that? <laughs> I've never heard yes. that one. No, because the, it's one that I, I use and my grandma use, used you've to use. You've sent your sleeve, you've sent your sleeve, mandaron al mango a ponerse guantes to put on gloves. Yeah, maybe that would be like, we might say what you, you, you cut off your nose to spite your face. It would be like doing something stupid to fix another problem maybe uh, i got lost what are you talking about so we have an expression in english to cut off your nose to spite your face so you want you want to get you you, you want to get angry at your face so you cut off your nose to get which doesn't really help so or you cut off you cut off the sleeves of your of your jumper to make gloves which doesn't really help it doesn't help the situation it makes it oh uh, you're it you're worse. you're yeah, I got it. I got it. I got the word. I've got yeah. one for for being stubborn in Spanish. Um, we say um, "tiene gusto a jabón, pero es queso." <laughs> the the cheese the cheese tastes like soap. It tastes like soap, but it's that, but it's cheese. Like you're that hard headed that it's, so it's, Amer- it's American cheese. Soap, then. but you yeah. refuse. It's American cheese. I, then it's terrible. <laughs> You're going to laugh, but with my with my boyfriend, we got a fight a few weeks ago because he bought a really, really cheap cheese. Um, I told him that I wasn't working for eating uh, that horrible cheese that tastes like a... Soap. Manguera. Manguera. <laughs> manguera. El queso tenía sabor a manguera. How do you say manguera? Manguera is a, a garden hose. Garden hose. It's like rubber. Yeah. yeah, it was like plastic. I don't know. It was like a, a um, it's Ooh. not a chewing gum, like the gum when you would no. borrow. Yeah, it's like yes, yeah, rubber. Ra- eraser, eraser, yeah, rubber, <laughs> rubber. Yeah, tastes like rubber. But but I can I can think of other other words that in Argentina that they would that I would use in terms of like the the drinking culture and and stuff like this. Like in in I'm we're gonna get pissed. We would like say. What would you say in La Pera? How would you Nos say? Nos ponemos en pedo. Nos ponemos en pedo. 
but in in la pera which means put it Dásela in your la pera. Ah, en la pera which means put it in your chin which means yeah also, would, would, we would sort of that would be like hit 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 the piss i guess that's what we would yeah that say. it was in fact but they really that they stopped like using that that phrase it was like when i was like 15 you got a little bit boomer glenn <laughs> you're making fun of my age now yeah well i'm 20 i have to <sighs> She's she's so young. She's cheeky. She's so cheeky. <laughs> My But, roommates say, um, "Te la pones cuadrada." They also say, "Yeah, like you know, you're gonna end up square." I don't know, like no, um, yeah, I don't know, man. And then no, there's another one that they said, which was, um, "Vamos a quedar doblados." Yeah, you finish like <laughs> you're gonna be double. You're gonna be doubled, know. doubled over. Yeah, <laughs> there's a one folded, folded like a bed sheet. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember the third one, but it it has something to do with saying the word backwards. Um, you say something backwards, like yeah, it's, instead of, huh? No, no, that that's very Argentinian. Yeah, like this one time, my roommate said, "Oh, you can't go anywhere without buying something." I'm so happy you're not my my mujer you know my my woman right but he said mujer germo yeah germo yeah and i was like what the hell is a germo and he goes boluda mujer yeah. <laughs> and i was like oh yeah uh, well i'm also uh, glad you're not my man because i don't like being told what uh, to do uh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. yeah but that's really really we we everything we can go with like backwards like it, the nova el nova bathroom mm. Or maybe lomba, mm. la chabomba, the the, claro. the underwear. Um, <laughs> I don't know everything, everything, everything uh, backwards. Yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah. And another dyslexic in Argentina. Yes, and, and, I am anyway. So you know, it makes sense. Once I figured it out what they were doing, I went, oh, I got it. And then I yeah, started saying, you need to figure out like that the internal logic of these things. Uh, I don't know. Luckily, in Australia, we don't do anything like that, do we, Melanie? No, it would be like more difficult. It's just enough for you to talk like really, really close. We just have things like <laughs> bottle O's and Macca's, HG's. Yeah, we abbreviate things in Australia. Yeah, we'll put, but we'll that's an, like we'll put more. an O on the end. Yeah. But, so, can uh, you imagine being Simon trying to learn Spanish with three Argentinos in the house? <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be able to. We, we don't well, speak Spanish. To. <laughs> we don't speak Spanish. Yeah, it's, not no quite like, no, it's not quite he like Chilean to. Spanish, but it's you know. Well, it's the only Spanish he's exposed. <laughs> My whole family's Argentine, you know. Yeah. So he's... what other Spanish are you going to learn, bro? You got to learn this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean that there is another. There is another very sort of famous Argentinian expression that confused me in terms of the drinking culture when I, when I when I got when I got here, and the Argentines use in pero all of the time yeah, which which literally means fart but so, do, so yeah. but but when but when i got here i i had no idea because they would say ni en pero en pero estamos en pero it, like, pedos, te cago a pedos. and ni i was like you're drunk yeah you're shitting me like like all like and i was just overwhelmed by all of these expressions using 
using this and it doesn't cabeza. and it doesn't yeah it doesn't even <laughs> but see, it, has, it has various meanings it's it not just being drunk it's no, also no. being crazy or being delusional yeah or, or you're acting like you're drunk like you're acting like you're absent. you're pissed yeah as yeah. well it, it can but, mean various things yeah so it's yeah like, i mean you're you're doing like nothing you're lazy you are yeah. um what else that you got uh how do you say uh when your mom tells you not to do something. <laughs> oh, it's like you, you, she's pissed off at you and she's, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. Know. Yeah, you look, look at what bills. Well, it happens also with the couples. Yeah. It, it, it happens also with, when, uh, with the word cagando. Uh, lo tiene cagando and things like that. Hmm. We, we are like really scatological here. <laughs> so, so anyway, one one of our one of our newest challenges here, Melanie, since since you've last been on the show, is we're, we're trying to find the most difficult word in world to pronounce. So I think we, we at the moment we've got otorin laringologo. Otoringo laringologo. Otoringo I was pronouncing wrong my whole life. Before the show. Realize yeah. that it's otorringo laringologo and not naringologo, which <laughs> is something that my roommates make fun of me all the time. They go, "We love Melly because she's Argentine, but she's she an pronounce. American Argentine, and she pronounces shit so funny <laughs> randomly all the time." But sometimes we, it's on purpose and sometimes it's just I didn't know any better. But we, but we might, we might have a, a couple of new contenders. I have one, uh, one couple of words for you to pronounce uh, mm-hmm. the first one is electroencephalografía 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 I have to see it <clears throat> yeah. yeah something like that and, um, and the other one uh, we have um, photosynthetically. But there is uh, another one, the DNA word. Yeah, acido desoxirribonucleic. And I tell my students when I'm teaching this in English, I say, don't even pronounce the long word in English because you can just say, I've never, I've studied science and you only ever have to use DNA anyway. So don't ADN. worry about it. Well, I say the whole thing, ADN. Done. Yeah, ADN. <laughs> DNA. Well, but Simple. I have one in English that could be a little bit hard for Spanish speakers. Um, ano, oh, now I can't say it. Uh, ano, onomapia? No, sorry. Uh, n- n- no, uh, don't get me to say that. Um, I'm terrible with these, like, sea enemy words. Sea enemy. And it has and it has exactly the same sounds in this word that you're saying here. Yeah, Ari. I know. <laughs> so don't make me say this word and because really I can't. <laughs> Can you write it down for me to try um, to pronounce um, it? Amnoepia. It what it means is like it it's a written it's a written sound of of something that you hear. It's not an actual word. Onomatopoeia. Yes. Like yeah. Like, yes. So, so like, like something might be written in a book, like whoosh. Yeah, yeah, I know what it, what it is. I got Onomatopoeia. 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 Um, Onomatopoeia. Well, I'm going to translate that in Google. And Onomatopoeia. I'm, I'm <laughs> you guys are too cruel to me. 
<laughs> so, so Melody, what, what's a place name in Australia that is very hard for you to for you to? There's a place say. in uh, just off the Quinana Freeway on the way to Mandra, and it is a 16-letter long place. Um, it's obviously a um, an indigenous uh, word uh, for this place, and I cannot pronounce it. It starts with an M and it ends with an O. 16 letters later, and and I can't uh, I can't pronounce it. I'd have to look it up because I, I don't even know where to start with this word. I I know Man Man Manjigorap Drive, which was where the which which is where Mandra comes from, but that's as far as my memory. That's as far as my memory serves me of, of, of driving down to Mandra. Right. So I'm going to write it down so that Odie can see how it's spelt. Okay. We're just waiting. We're just waiting for Melanie to show us on the screen. Yes. How we say this. Yeah, Magic Man What the fuck? Magic no, I was correct. Thank you. That's what I was correct. I was correct. I was the one who had to do the words. It's like when you uh uh <laughs> Yeah, I know, dude. So what is so what is that word, Ariana? Manju man <laughs> I got yeah, the, uh, you're pronouncing French. it in French. Oh. <laughs> it's very hard. So when I see this, I try to do it phonetically. Mand Jugororap, up and 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 I want to pronounce it correctly. And it's so hard because there's a D and a J and a G. It's What's the difference between the J and the G? It's Are you pronouncing it the same way? Yes, yeah, so I, I don't know why. Yes, so it's difficult. It's, it's, so no. this is so this is a problem with with Spanish speakers over over pronouncing the R, and we've spoken about this. It, 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 I don't know why it's trying to pronounce so it's like the it, or it, sound. Manjigordap. Yeah, it's the or. Yeah. No, but I do it like uh, from here the R. Yes, you're and... still you're still rolling. You're still doing a version. Yeah, of the I, I try to do like French because it's <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why. I... <laughs> Manjugo stop. Manjugo. <laughs> it sounds like Japanese anyway. Manjugo. Yeah. So so anyway anyway that that's that's where the name Mandra the the city yeah. in, in Western Australia that's that's where it comes from because that is the traditional name for for this. This place. Whatever, not going to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I no. Do not say that. Try to ask your phone while you're driving. You know how you have your. No, your don't seat. ask your phone while you're driving. No, no, no. You you if you want your phone to take you go. You know, you you ask your your hands free phone. Yeah, you say. Direct uh, you, please okay, direct Google. me to to J. Forget it. <laughs> he doesn't understand J. Right? Yeah. You have to say two to J, yeah. and then maybe get it. Or you want to say, "Give me directions to Mandaring," and you have to say Mandaring or Mandaring yeah. because the or you have or you or you put it in an American accent and it just yeah it just places. cannot cannot pronounce the names of the streets correctly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult. Uh, if you look like if you search on Google, uh, I don't know like Spanish word, but. Uh, 
gringos, gringuizadas. Gringuizadas. Gringuizadas, yeah, sí. It, it, will happen, it will appear the, the search, but if you say like Spanish, for example, if you try to search in Google Las Palmeras, that with like the voice, the voice match, it won't happen like anything. But if you say Las Palmeras, it will, it will <laughs> give you a result. Uh, that's, uh, that's really like, bad. Wait, wow, it's written in Spanish. I myself really was in Spanish at that time. Mm. So I, uh, I don't know. I, I hate Gringos. Tell us. She's made in California. So I mean, Ar Ariana. we had more Argentines working oh. in California with Ar the tech companies. Ariana. Ariana, would you, would you like would you like to express some more feelings in this show, Ariana? And more feelings? <laughs> more feelings. Oh, well, <laughs> more, feelings. I, more emotions. I, can... I hate gringos. Yeah, I can. I can. If you want to make me like a therapy, I would save myself. I don't know, a thousand three hundred pesos. I so hate we can do it. Yes. I, yeah, I'll I have to get my roommate, who's a psychologist, to come on the show, and, and she <laughs> fantastic. I want that. <laughs> so any, anyway, Melanie, are there any are there any final words about this this kilometer? Final that, words? Are you killing words? her? Yes, final. <laughs> asking you for your your last your last words. Your last words. words. Your last my words. <clears throat> so so on, on, of, on this on this on this on this topic of piss ups in a brewery. Yeah. Are there any other final words? Um. Yeah, uh, I think I think um, in terms of uh, organizing a piss up in a brewery, uh, I really like the fact that you know I get to hang out with with my friends at the pub after a footy game because uh, you know it's it's I wasn't playing, but you can see that to the boys after having a, a hard game or whatever, it's, it's good for their, for their mental health. I don't know about getting extremely drunk. Um, but in terms of having that, that communal space, and if the pub is that central space, especially in, in country towns, I can't speak for, you know, um, more urbanized areas, but in country towns where there isn't much going on, I think that that's, that's pretty cool. Um, that we have that sort of space to, to come together, but, uh, but yeah, I think in terms of campaigning, I think sometimes you have to take a step back and, and be kind to yourself. And we have to have that conversation about self-care because if anything, the pandemic has showed us that it's really easy to spiral into a drinking habit. And we've started to talk more about self-care and more about mental health. And I think that that's really important because I've experienced it myself in the last campaign where even though I have an in-house psychologist, um, a lot of the times I, uh, I resorted to, you know, drinking and not like in a bad way, but I did realize this is more than I've ever drink normally. And it's not a good way to, to deal with your overstimulation or your stress. With that said, sometimes a glass of wine is a really good piece of medicine compared to, you know, you're really overstimulated and there's no way there's any meditation that's going to stop you from thinking about a thousand conversations. <laughs> so, you know, there's a fine line. And, um, and I do think that it's an important conversation to have because this pandemic has really shown that, you know, it, mental health is a thing. And in Australia, you know, I, on a personal level, not just myself, but from, from friends and family, I have seen that um, there's a really high demand for more counseling and alcohol counseling nowadays. Mm because of the, the stress that it puts in and, and how much easier it is to open a, a, a piss can or 
bottle mm-hmm. than it is to do mindfulness or meditation and, or and you know that self-care thing yeah and so nowadays this campaign trail is a lot less um i say the last one was on steroids and this one's a lot more chill on the local Good. level and but it is a lot easier to get drunk because you know i'm doing a lot of local stuff so i've really taken a step back and said i have a rule now I don't actually bring alcohol home. If I am at a meeting and I have a couple of drinks, it's going to cost me a couple of drinks. So it'll keep me centered till saying, all right, I don't, I don't mind. I loosen up a bit or I have a free drink with this event and I'm going to stick to that because, um, because yeah, because you have to be respectful to your, to the, the temple of your soul as well. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That. I think that's probably a good, <clears throat> a good, a good message to, to, to go out on is, is that yes? I mean, if you if you do have problems with alcohol, then then reach out and 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 talk to someone because there is there is help out there, and certainly mm-hmm. at, at this time, it, it certainly has probably become more noticeable for 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 certain people, and and some cultures I think are, are much more difficult to to break this with, and I think in in Australia we we do have we do have a culture of, of of drinking heavily and and this is also a bit of a problem that um is probably quite confronting to to people coming to australia to begin with and then also people being immersed in this in this culture as well so from us here at the australians teach english podcast podcast by language learners with language learners for language learners it's us saying goodbye bye bye ciao for more information about the australians teach english institute go to australiansteachenglish.com or follow us on instagram facebook and youtube at australians teach english